welcome everybody to the Founded on Christ podcast. As a reminder, I have my email address, foundedonchristpodcast at gmail.com. So you can send in your witnesses of Christ or any other doctrinal things that you've recorded and would like to put up on the channel. Uh, Tonight, I have a special episode where I have my wife here with me. Hello. And her sister. Hello. (laughs) I'm Colleen. She's Amanda. (laughs) I'm the wife. (laughs) And we are, we have a, a special podcast this week. We're looking at some stories. Well, I guess it's really one continuous story in the Book of Mormon, and we thought about how it kind of relates to <clears throat> current events, things we were seeing, but also uh, there's some connections that we've made uh, between these maybe almost seemingly separate stories, but uh, we're looking at uh, the war chapters in the Book of Mormon with uh, Moroni and with the Malachiah, and I'm going to hand this over to Colleen so she can get us going. Okay. We are going to start out, we wanted to kind of um, point you guys to who Moroni, Captain Moroni, I should say, because there's a couple Moronis in the Book of Mormon. But we wanted to um, let you get a better, well, I should say, get better acquainted mm-hmm. with him a little bit. So we wanted to, because a lot of this chap, these chapters that we're going to go over deal with him. Yeah. So, um, and we'll get to know the opposition pretty well. So I guess it's only fair that we get to know who Moroni is. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to just, it's like a big heavyweight title fight champion boxer. I, we got to introduce both boxers. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, we wanted to start out with, um, Alma and, um, it, I can't remember what chapter it was. It was a 48? 48? 46. 46. 46. Um, and then we'll go to chapter 48 with some um, information and getting to know Moroni a little bit before we get into the main chapters. And Amanda's here, who She's is the, the reader. She's the official reader. <laughs> that's yeah that's the only <laughs> way we can get her to actually be in a podcast is to read so we'll start her off <clears throat> okay alma 46 verse 34 now moroni being a man who was appointed by the chief judges and the voice of the people therefore he had power according to his will with the armies of the Nephites to establish and to exercise authority over them. Now this is Alma 48 verse 11. And Moroni was a strong and mighty man. He was a man of a perfect understanding. Yea, a man that did not delight in bloodshed, a man whose soul did joy in the liberty and the freedom of his country and his brethren from bondage and slavery. And then we're going to jump to verse 17. Yea, verily, verily, I say unto you, if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men. Behold, he was... A man like unto Ammon, the son of Mosiah, yea, and even the other sons of Mosiah, yea, and also Amma and his sons, and they were all men of God. Now behold, Helaman and his brethren were no less serviceable unto the people than was Moroni, for they did preach the word of God, and they did baptize unto repentance all men whosoever would hearken unto their words. And thus they went forth, and the people did humble themselves before of their words, insomuch that they were highly favored of the Lord. And thus they were free from wars and contentions among themselves, 
yea, even for the space of four years. Thank you. Um, to be like Captain Moroni, <laughs> don't we all wish to be like that? It, it kind of shows some of his greater qualities there. He's, he's a man appointed by the system. He believes yeah. in liberty, believes in the system, and he upholds the system. But not only that, but he's a righteous man who pays attention to inspiration from the Lord. He's he the glowing recommendation given there that we've all heard that if we were all like Moroni, the very powers of hell would be shaken forever. But as it said there, uh, Helaman and the ones that followed him weren't any less valiant. But uh, there there is a certain courageousness, a certain fearlessness, and a certain. Uh, well, I would say love. I yeah. mean, he had a love for everybody. Yeah. He did not he delight him. in bloodshed. Yeah, he was a true he was patriot. Put, yeah, he was yeah. put in that position. Yep, yeah, he, he loved the people and he also loved his country. And, and as we get into the story, you'll see that, that he, he evidences that not only by his mouth, but by his actions. Yeah. So, going on, we wanted to start with going through Alma 46, yes. which is the chapter on the title of Liberty. Yeah. Um, so, we wanted to kind of go through parts of it, a good portion of the beginning. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, because that will, the, the beginning part kind of, it presents the problem, and you will... We'll connect the dots, but this is gonna. This problem doesn't go away with the end of, the, of this chapter. But it, you get to, uh, you get a taste of opposites here. You're gonna have uh, the raising of the title of liberty, but you also kind of have the impetus as to why. And it's actually a really good subsection on how the secret combinations not only worked then, but also how they work now. So yes. Amanda's gonna read verses one through five first in, in chapter 46. And it, <clears throat> and it came to pass that as many as would not hearken to the words of Helaman and his brethren were gathered together against their brethren. And now behold, they were exceedingly wroth insomuch that they were determined to slay them. Now the leader of those who were wroth against their brethren was a large and a strong man, and his name was Amalekiah. And Amalekiah was desirous to be king, and those people who were wroth were also desirous that he should be their king, and they were the greater part of them, the lower judges of the land, and they were seeking for power. And they had been led by the flatteries of Amalekiah, that if they would support him and establish him to be their king, that he would make them rulers over the people. All right. So here we see how a secret combination <clears throat> is born, essentially. We have these people who are disaffected with the words of God. Uh, they become angry with that, that they then separate themselves, and as always, they seek to then place themselves in a position of power over. And in this case, Amalekiah being exceedingly uh, uh, ambitious, he seeks to be the king. He wants to be able to control the situation, and so he says, hey, everybody, work to make me king, and then I will give you all positions of power, all right? So that this is the secret group. This is the secret chamber. They all come together. They conspire to do this, and uh, and this is how, once again, this is how the, the secret combinations work today. We have a few people who are not content with the word of God, and then they decide that they want power over those that don't, and so they they get together. They form a brotherhood of some sort, and then they go through it as man is going to read we'll see how then they they enact this plan and you'll see it's very very cunning it's very much a plan of satan also i want to put in there that um amalekiah isn't the first that has wanted to do this no. this is only one yeah <laughs> and yeah. we will we will hear about i think another one 
in the other chapter or something. I can't remember, but well, it's 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 kind of it's connected. Yeah, it's it's different, but it's also the same, and, and we'll talk about yeah. That when we get there. But um, before this, Alma had to deal with Amlasai. Yeah. And Amlasai was the same. He wanted power. He wanted to be the king. Yeah. And so he's the one who kind of started all of this. Yeah. In fact, I mean, this this goes back to Laman and Lemuel. This goes back to Cain, really. Yeah. Uh, from the very beginning, anybody who has, brushes up against the word of God, who has issues with it, and then desires to have power over it. And I think the only reason why this is maybe more of note is that you will see the 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 big dominoes that get felled from a small movement, right? The, the ripples yeah. of water yeah. of one person. So... I think you're going to read 6 through 10, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thus they were led away by Amalekiah to dissensions, notwithstanding the preaching of Helaman and his brethren, yea, notwithstanding their exceedingly great care over the church, for they were high priests over the church. And there were many in the church who believed in the flattering words of Amalekiah. Therefore they dissented even from the church. And thus were the affairs of the people of Nephi exceedingly precarious and dangerous, notwithstanding their great victory, which they had had over the Lamanites, and their great rejoicing, which they had had because of their deliverance by the hand of the Lord. Thus we see how quick the children of men do forget the Lord their God, yea, how quick to do iniquity, and to be led away by the evil one. Yea, and we also see the great wickedness one very wicked man can cause to take a place among the children of men. Yea, we see that Amalekiah, because he was a man of cunning device, and a man of many flattering words, that he led away the hearts of many people to do wickedly, yea, and to seek to destroy the church of God, and to destroy the foundation of liberty which God hath granted unto them, or which blessings God had sent upon the face of the land for their righteous sake. All right, so you have Amalekiah and his secret chamber, and then they go out to the people and they give them flattering words to believe in their cause and to support them. And it says in here, many in the church who believed in the flattering words of Malachi, and they dissented away because of it. And so... So starts the division. Yeah. And I want to say, it doesn't say necessarily what they said, but I imagine they didn't lead with, hey, we want to make this guy king. I imagine when we say flattering words here, I'm sure they found specific ways to attack Christians Mm -hmm. of how they could convince people who believed in Christ, believed in God, found particular ways to flatter them away, which is, quite frankly, the same thing that's happening today. A lot of us are losing faith in in Christ. They're losing faith in, in... the power of God, and it's mostly because people are being flattered away by cunning words of people in powers of position, or positions of power, <laughs> you know, strike that, yeah. reverse it, yeah. uh, who who are saying one thing but really want another thing. And I think that's key here that you see that the, the children of men and the children of the church, they quickly... Af- they had just, you know, recently gone through some some tragic uh, war. The Lord had helped them prevail, but here they are getting some flattering words from somebody, and they're starting to divide. We're seeing, quite frankly, you're seeing wheat and tares starting to form here. Yeah. And so Moroni is not, uh, and he's not unaware of this. He sees what's going on. And we're going to see yes, more of his response. I think he doesn't just see, but yeah. the Lord is you know, like preparing him. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. this is what's going to be coming. Yeah. So we're going to help you prepare. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, now Amanda's going to read 11 through 12. Yes. And this is 
pretty much the title of liberty. Yep, this is where, where it starts. And now it came to pass that when Moroni, who was the chief commander of the armies of the Nephites, had heard of the dissensions, he was angry with Amalickiah. And it came to pass that he had rent his coat, and he took a piece thereof and wrote upon it, In memory of our God, our religion, and freedom, and our peace, our wives, and our children. And he fastened it upon the end of a pole. If you guys hear, uh... If you hear fireworks yeah. in the background, <laughs> you'll know what, when we recorded this. I doubt it's coming through, but it might. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, so Moroni decided, and I mean, I'm sure he was prompted by the Lord, um, to be, or set a reminder to everybody in the church who was being led away by these dissenters, you know, these divisions that were starting to happen in the church. Um, Set up a rallying cry for everybody. You know, it's interesting because... It just, well, I want to say this. It just kind of shows how much love Moroni has for the Lord. And how and how much love he has, like we've said before, that he has for this land and for the people around him. Like, to have that kind of love, he could be, you know, like Christ. You know, Christ has undying love, unyielding love for everyone, you know. And perhaps Moroni had some of that or a lot of it. You know, because he saw the good in people. He he wanted what was best for them. Yeah. So And I think it's important too that he he doesn't make nice with the Malachiah. No. Right? No. Now I think there there's easily and I'm thinking unfortunately I'm thinking of some church meetings I've been in where people talk about how we need to in the they, they sacrifice standing up for truth in the cause of getting along with people. Yeah. And though I am a peacemaker by nature, that's, I, I, I'm not really, I'm not big on contention. I do mm-hmm. not believe in going along to get along. Yeah. And I think that's a difference. And, it, and unfortunately, I think we're seeing a lot today. We're seeing a lot of people, we get caught up. Understanding one another is a good thing. Yeah. You know, getting viewpoints of other people is good but there there's a difference between tolerance mm-hmm. of another person's opinion and acceptance yeah. of another person's opinion which you bring into yourself and you incorporate and I think those lines are really blurred today and so yes it is good to understand the opposition and I, it doesn't say here but I'm, I'm fairly certain Moroni knew what Amalekiah was about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he looked at what he was selling out to the people because it says that he was angry at him specifically, which means yeah. he he probably went to you know their meetings. He heard what Amalekiah was trying to sell to the people. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to get along with him, he raises a banner for truth, a rallying cry for truth. And I think as true followers of Christ, these are the people that we should be looking to follow. The ones that are raising banners to unite under for truth, who are unafraid to stand up for it, yeah. even if it is, in, in this case, it's becoming an unpopular opinion because the voice of the people is starting to turn a little bit. There is, there's a shift in the landscape. Mm-hmm. And I think to go along with that, we can read uh, verses 23 and 24, right? You wanted to read... Yeah, I also wanted to say, and I can't remember if it's in this chapter or if it's in the uh, chapter 51 of Alma, that it does say in, I think towards the end of one of the chapters, um, that the people learned how to not be offended, you know, and they, I think it was four years or something like that where um, 
you know, like that's something that Moroni taught them. Hmm. Like he taught them a lot of stuff. And I just remember that that was one of the verses in one of these chapters. I might have to go and look and see if I can find it. But um, he says that they learned how to not be offended Hmm. by, you know, like how different would that be nowadays to learn not to be offended? Yeah, that's interesting. And it's not that in not being offended, they weren't, they, they, it's not that they didn't see what was wrong with the other side, but yeah. I guess I, I think there's a there's an implication there that they were stoically on God's side about things. They yeah, weren't they weren't drawn out into uh, conflagrations against each other. Yeah. 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 All right. Now you can read. Yeah. And this kind of enhances the idea of the title of liberty and what Moroni was saying. Moroni said unto them, Behold, we are a remnant of the seed of Jacob. Yea, we are a remnant of the seed of Joseph, whose coat was rent by his brethren into many pieces. Yea, and now behold, let us remember to keep the commandments of God, or our garments shall be rent by our brethren, and we be cast into prison, and be, or be sold, or be slain. Yea, let us preserve our liberty, as a remnant of Joseph, yea, let us remember the words of Jacob before his death. For behold, he saw that a part of the remnant of the coat of Joseph was preserved and had not decayed. And he said, Even as this remnant of garment of my son hath been preserved, so shall a remnant be of the seed of my son be preserved by the hand of God and be taken unto himself, while the remainder of the seed of Joseph shall perish, even as the remnant of his garment. Now, I thought that was interesting, because Moroni rents his cloak, and Joseph, his brothers, rent his coat when he was sold. Mm Mm-hmm into Egypt and I think that's a very I, cool thing like that Moroni took this and he's like I know what that means yeah. <laughs> and so when you know he's making a, uh, he's making a metaphor to the people that they'll understand but the, the very title of liberty is a remnant of his cloak, right? That he ripped and he, that is preserving the God's truth for the nation on it. And he's making reference to, hey, just as we were seed that were uh, saved of Joseph, we were a remnant torn from Joseph. And and he makes mention here that it's because the brethren rent it, they sold it, they they cut it in pieces, right? The division happened because of disunity, which is how Satan works. The only unity we can find is following God's law. That is the only way to have a Zion society is where everybody, everybody's heart is turned to Christ and Christ is, has his heart turned to them and they all unify in the following of him. The secret combinations will never be able to do that because they are antithetical to Christ. They are the the opposition. And so by nature, they have to be opposed. And they create the opposition, they create the division, and that's what happened to Joseph's coat. It was divided because his brothers were divided. And he's making reference here to them. Look, we are being divided as a nation. Mm -hmm. We have a remnant here that's surviving. And my cloak is a remnant here as well. And this is what happens when we can't be unified in truth. And so, um, that's as much as we're going to read out of that chapter. Um, but we know that Amalekiah takes the people with him and moves them and goes and... Defects. Yeah. And goes to the Lamanites. Yeah. And... Because he he recognizes, near the end of that chapter, he recognizes that things aren't going to work out. Yeah. And so he takes... Who, who will go with him? He goes to the Lamanites and he starts stirring them up to anger. Mm-hmm. And, but we'll see 
as we get to chap the next chapters we're going to read, just because Amalekai left doesn't mean that his ideals left. And that is, that's the real problem with the secret combinations. And that is the real problem that we are facing today is that the, the idea maybe it came from a wicked man, but it gets, it gets continued through righteous people who get torn away, you know, yeah. like a remnant, they get torn away from, from Heavenly Father, and then they start propagating it. Yeah. And you'll see in the next chapters we read that Malachi has no say in what's going on, but his ideas are still there causing the problem. Yes, yes. So we're going to go to Alma 51 now. And Amanda's going to read 1 through 5. And it came to pass in the commencement of the 20 and 5th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, they having established peace between the people of Lehi and the people of Morianton concerning their lands and having commenced the 20 and 5th year in peace. Nevertheless, they did not long maintain an entire peace in the land, for there began to be contention among the people concerning the chief judge, Pahoran. For behold, there were a part of the people who desired that a few particular points of the law should be altered. And behold, Pahoran would not alter nor suffer the law to be altered. Therefore he did not hearken to those who had sent in their voices with their petitions concerning the altering of the law. Therefore those who were desirous that the law should be altered were angry with him, and desired that he should no longer be chief judge over the land. Therefore there arose a warm dispute concerning the matter, but not unto bloodshed. And it came to pass that those who were desirous that Pahoran should be dethroned from the judgment seat were called kingmen, for they were desirous that the law should be altered in a manner to overthrow the free government and to establish a king over the land. Go ahead and read six as well. And those who were desirous that Pahoran should remain chief judge over the land, took upon them the name of freemen. And thus was the division among them, for the freemen had sworn or covenanted to maintain their rights and the privileges of their religion by a free government. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. <laughs> now, it's... I... <laughs> wanted to do this podcast because with everything that's going on right now, especially with the Supreme Court in the land mm -hmm. today, <laughs> um, this chapter definitely uh, kind of puts it all out there <laughs> yeah. um, of what was going on in their time. It compared, been written yesterday. Yeah, like it was written yesterday for our time. You like... Just it was so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> change some names in there. Yep. Well, it's funny, even just the names, and this is why I had you read six. You have king men and free men. Mm -hmm. Now tell me if that doesn't sound like pro-choice, yeah. pro-life, or it doesn't sound like black lives matter, all lives matter. Yeah. Or if it sounds like Republican, Democrat. Like, it it's even sounds the same as what we're dealing with today. And here you see the division of people over a particular issue. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Amanda will read 7 and 8 now. And it came to pass that this matter of their contention was settled by the voice of the people. So, they voted. Yep. Democratic process. <laughs> and it came to pass that the voice of the people came in favor of the freemen, and Pahoran retained the judgment seat, which caused much rejoicing among the brethren of Pahoran, and also many of the people of Liberty, who also put the kingmen to silence, that they durst not oppose, but were obliged to maintain the cause of freedom. Now those who were in favor of kings were those of high birth, 
and they sought to be kings, and they were supported by those who sought power and authority over the people. Kind of sounds like um, people on, well, I shouldn't say people on TV, but like celebrities mm -hmm. um, who can say something and they have a platform, you know, yeah. compared and to those who don't. And it also shows that people have agendas. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have reasons usually for supporting the causes that they do. And not all of them are... How do I put this? They're not all um, high moral ground in the way that they go about it. So it's saying here, like the people that were in favor of kings, it's because they are of high birth. They they recognized a position where they would benefit from it, right? Mm -hmm. And here we see once again some of the secret combination stuff slipping in here, that it becomes less about the the cause itself, and it it turns to how each person individually feels like they can get out in the system. And if we look at America today, I would ask everyone that's listening, the causes that you support, do you do so because you believe that is what God wills for his people? Or do you do so because you stand to benefit from it the most? And there is, there's some, there's a gut check as to what it is that we're supporting and why we support it. Yeah. And in nine, I'll read that, but it, it says, but behold, this was a critical time for such contentions to be among the people of Nephi. For behold, Amalickiah had again stirred up the hearts of the people of the Lamanites against the people of the Nephites. And he was gathering together soldiers from all parts of the land and arming them and preparing for war with all diligence for he had sworn to drink the blood of Moroni. Yeah. So you have, <laughs> while this is going on, you have the person who instigated the problem in the first place, mm -hmm. getting the, the Lamanites riled up. And he's gotten so far past feeling here that he's just, he wants to kill Moroni because he got in the way of, of his hostile takeover. Yeah. Um... I guess Amanda can read 10 through 12. But behold, we shall see that his promise which he made was rash. Nevertheless, he did prepare himself and his armies to come to battle against the Nephites. Now his armies were not so great as they had hitherto been because of the many thousands who had been slain by the hand of the Nephites. But notwithstanding their great loss, Amalickiah had gathered together a wonderfully great army, insomuch that he feared not to come down to the land of Zarahemla. Yea, even Amalickiah did himself come down at the head of the Lamanites, and it was in the twenty and fifth year of the reign of the judges, and it was at the end, at the same time, that they had begun to settle the affairs of their contentions concerning the chief judge Pahoran. All right. So this is where we start to maybe see a, a portend for what could be coming down the pike, right? Yeah. I know I know there's this tendency whenever you read the Book of Mormon, be like, right here, this is where we're at in yeah, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And I find I'm doing that more often and in many different places. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to realize is that's because Moroni saw our day, Mormon saw our day, and they compiled the Book of Mormon for us, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we're seeing our current situation in the Book of Mormon, that's a good thing. Yeah. That means we're not taking yeah. light what we have received. But you'll see that there is a pattern here where the people are divided over something and then an outside force comes and threatens them. And because of that division, there's big problems. Yes. Until you get to, let's get to 13 <laughs> through 15. And it came to pass that when the men who were called king men had heard that the Lamanites were coming down to battle against them, they were glad in their hearts. And they refused to take up arms, for they were so wroth 
with the chief judge and also with the people of liberty that they would not take up arms to defend their country. And it came to pass that when Moroni saw this and the, and also saw that the Lamanites were coming into the borders of the land, he was exceedingly wroth because of the stubbornness of those people whom he had labored with so much diligence to preserve. Yea, he was exceedingly wroth. His soul was filled with anger against them. And it came to pass that he sent a petition with the voice of the people unto the governor of the land, desiring that he should read it and give him, Moroni, power to compel those dissenters to defend their country or to put them to death. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be one of the dissenters. <laughs> I mean, um, I also want to kind of know, I guess this could be something that I could go to the Lord uh, with for my personal self, because I'm sure there's, there might be some that don't really care. <laughs> But it kind of makes me wonder, was Moroni, did, did he do this prompting and send this, you know, um, petition because of just him personally, like, angry and, you know, needed to get this done? Or was it the promptings of the spirit? And did he get the the what's the word confirmation the confirmation from the lord yeah <laughs> yeah the confirmation from the lord to do this kind of like it reminds me of nephi you know when he was told to go and kill abinadi you know what do you mean Laban? oh yeah <laughs> If Nephi's not called Abinadi. Abinadi. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Abinadi. I That's, did not mean you. We, we've, we've transversed into Book of Mormon multiverse fan fiction, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, but yes, Laban mm -hmm. is who I was thinking. Yeah, you better know. that one man die than a nation should dwindle into belief. And I wonder if, mm -hmm. and who knows? Maybe even Moore and I knew that story, and maybe yeah. he thought, you yeah. know, it's better that that one political party die then all of us should perish because I know, of because they wouldn't pick up arms to help defend. Like, yeah. in the last chapter, we were talking about the title of Liberty. Yep. You know? And that was something that, at that time, was a very strong thing yeah. for the people. And you it know? also kind of shows the fruit of this group where when push comes to shove, they would rather they, they would rather fall under bondage as a people to the Lamanites than support their own government, right? Like there, there's a major disconnect there, or there's a major amount of hubris for these people thinking that somehow they would be able to survive and live better under the Lamanites. Like there's, there's a major disconnect here. And in some degree, it's almost showing their hand yeah. that they, they must they, they don't believe in this process or th why would they not defend it's like government? why do, did they think that they would be saved yeah because it, it that, because they the wanted to there. have a king and yeah like I yeah <laughs> so confused yeah <laughs> anyway we can go on yeah 16 I think so yes yep for it was his first care to put an end to such contentions and dissensions among the people. For behold, this had been hitherto a cause of all their destruction, and it came to pass that it was granted according to the voice of the people. And it came to pass that Moroni commanded that his army should go against those kingmen to put down their pride and their mobility and level them with the earth, or they should take up arms and support the cause of liberty. And it came to pass that the armies did march forth against them, and they did pull down their pride and their nobility, insomuch that as they did lift their we weapons of, fight to, of war to fight against the men of Moroni, they were hewn down 
and levels to the earth. Well, I also want to say that this is kind of like a civil war in a civil war. Yeah. <laughs> like it really is, even though uh, it seems like it's an outside war, but it's right? a, it's a Malachiah coming <laughs> back to to the problem that he created to begin with. Exactly. And for Moroni to have to go and kill his own people to mm -hmm. get them to follow, you know, the laws of the land mm -hmm. and to defend their people. Yeah. Like, civil war. I mean, it just... <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Like, put this in perspective. Say we we get word that Russia is going to invade, China is going to invade the United States, and we have half of the country, or, you know, maybe not even half, but a section of the country who says, now nah, we ain't going to fight, good luck with that. Yep. Now, we have this this impending big problem, but inwardly we're having the Civil War again, with the North and the South, I mean, it, it is Satan's glorifying in this. Yeah. Because it is, it is going to be supremely difficult for God's people to survive this if they have to both fight their brothers and sisters first and then turn around and have to fight their brothers and sisters again <laughs> who have defected. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So we have what the last yeah nineteen through twenty one yeah. And it came to pass that there were four thousand of those dissenters who were hewed down by the sword, and those of their leaders who were not slain in battle were taken and cast into prison, and there was no time for their trials at this period, and the remainder of those dissenters rather than be smitten down to the earth by the sword, yielded to the standard of liberty, and were compelled to hoist the title of liberty upon their towers, and in their cities, and to take up arms in defense of their country. And thus Moroni put an end to those kingsmen, kingmen, that they were not any known by the appellation of kingmen, and thus he put an end to the stubbornness and the pride and those people who professed the blood of nobility, what they were taught be brought down the humble, brought down to humble themselves like unto their brethren, and to the flight, and to fight, and to fight valiantly for their freedom from bondage. So, no more kingmen. Nope. At the cost of of four thousand, I think that's what it said. People, right? And then the the others rallied to the cause. But this is not this is not a new tactic of Satan. This may be one of his favorite tactics. It is what he's employing right now, and you can even see this played out in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Like you want to look at Marvel. Before they had the Infinity War, they had the Civil War, right? Yeah. And yeah. it broke the team up so that when the fight came, they weren't prepared for it and they got a shock to their system, right? I love that you brought <laughs> Marvel into this. Marvel into this, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a, it's a common thing you will see in a lot of different pop culture where you'll have this group, mm -hmm. usually, you know, the heroes come together they will they'll rise in power and then they'll be sabotaged pulled apart and then that's when satan hits them and to drive this point home uh this is moroni and he's referring back to this situation it's in chapter 60 verses 16 and i can read this one <clears throat> it says yea had it not been for the war which broke out among ourselves it were not for these kingmen who caused so much bloodshed among ourselves, yet at the time we were contending among ourselves, if we united our strength as we hitherto have done, yet had it not been for the desire of power and authority which those kingmen had over us, had they been true to the cause of our freedom and united with us and gone forth against our enemies, 
instead of taking up the sword against us, which was the cause of so much bloodshed among ourselves, yea, if we had gone forth against them in the strength of the Lord, we should have dispersed our enemies, for it would have been done according to the filling of his words. And that's, there's a strong power there where, def, where Moroni is saying, if it weren't for this crap exactly. that we were fighting over, you know, when we shouldn't have been, yep. when it was obvious what we were, then we would have repelled this inf- this f- invading force of the Lamanites and we would have put it down and yep. we would have been fine. But quite frankly, he's, to some degree, he's saying, because of our wickedness, we invited this. Yes. Uh, we, we caused the, the, this division to come among ourselves, and thus we were put through the ringer because we weren't able to, to come together. And so here we are now, and I guess I can start the, the final remarks here, but the only way we as a people are going to survive whatever it is Satan has in store is for us to come together. And and I'm going to be strong here. That's not us uh, working out our own solutions and understanding one another. The only way that we will be united together is under Christ's banner. Mm-hmm. And so I would say all of us who are listening, doesn't matter who you affiliate with, who you prefer as your president we should all to be taking a look at how we we put forth our politics and our ideas for the country and are those things in harmony with christ and with the scriptures and with the prophets and if not then we need to we need to fix ourselves we need to repent and return and that is the only way we will be united enough to be able to stand now we know somewhat the prophecies of the end times, we know the wheat and the tares, and maybe a full unification may not be possible. But the attempt at it is the best that we can do. And in and, and like Moroni was able to survive this impending force of the Lamanites, because he did pull together with the righteous people of the of you know the nation, it's gonna be the same for us. We have to do the best we can to unite ourselves under Christ. We can't expect the other person to adopt our viewpoints. That's not going to work. We have to unite under Christ. We have to find what he is and preach Christ to people. And hopefully that will get them to turn. And then those that won't, there's nothing we can really do much there. And we'll just have to hold on to Christ. But the unification under him is the only thing that's going to save us in these situations. And with that, I'll say, seek his face continually. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And um, I guess it's me yep. because <laughs> I'm just looking you at me say like, anything? no. <laughs> just want to say amen. Amen. <laughs> like usual. <laughs> She's with us in spirit. She believes all these things. She just allows us to say it. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. But um, it's just interesting to me that when you read the scriptures and it's actually funny because the these chapters that we did I've read just like recently and it's coincided with what's going on right now especially with the Supreme Court and and abortion and pro-life and pro-choice and all that kind of stuff and I just I see it and it's there now you know and it's going to get worse we see it in in the scriptures i mean these chapters they still weren't done <laughs> i mean this yep. it, this was still the beginning of the wars yep <laughs> i mean amalekiah still had to come and tiakum had to go kill amalekiah yep. while he slept and um and then so on and so forth yeah and so the wars kept going um, even after this, obviously, um, and there were still divisions in the land. Um, but I don't think there was ever any time where there were people that 
acted like the king's men in the the scripture. I think this was the only time that that's ever happened. Yeah, the the eventual downfall of the Nephites is due to probably a a host of many things, but it's not specifically called out this. But them... But he, like he not, says, the king never gone. Yeah, them yeah. being stubborn and not taking up arms to help defend themselves and their people, I don't think I. That's not in any other scripture, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's coming mm-hmm. here now. We could be the second time this happens. You yeah. know, like we should with, expect to see the similar things. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just amazing that, and Moroni at the end of, of not Captain Moroni, but Moroni, um, who put the book together at the end, he, he says, I put these things together and all of us put this together so that you guys don't make the same mistakes we did. <laughs> yep. Just trust in God. That is our lifeline right there. Don't worry about all the worldly things. And he will help you when you need it. And he will save us if we like Curtis was saying, we're under his wing, you know, like this is a country that was built with God at the top. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.